For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. He's been on the job for, what, about a year now? And already uh, there's an assistant coach at the University of Illinois basketball program that is rising the ranks like few before him. Tim Anderson has done a lot in that year. You know, landed guys like Sky Clark and Ty Rogers, Terrence Shannon, a commitment from Merez Johnson. Maybe one of the best years for an Illinois assistant ever. All right, Richie will dive into that. He'll tell you about some more recruiting news. He'll talk schedule. Uh, and finally, he'll tell you how bad he is at golf in this week's podcast, Inside the Line on Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On the Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome back to Inside Illini Basketball. That's Scott Ritchie across from me. I'm Jim Rosso, Ed Bond, uh, everybody back in their rhythm. Scott Ritchie actually has his uh, his eye black on uh, this morning. It's, it's a neat look. Apparently that's for the, uh, the Illinois football, what used to be the quarterback club outing over at uh, what used to be Stone Creek. <laughs> yeah, everything has a new name because it's now the Brett Bielma Invitational. Why'd they do that? Because that, that's the name of the coach. Okay. I don't know. Good uh, enough. But, and, you know, Atkins Golf Club at the University of Illinois. It's kind of a, a word salad there. But, yeah, they're just getting ready to, well, they just teed off a few minutes ago. Okay. Brabiuma in the first group, obviously. Can he golf? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess he has clubs. I okay. saw them. All right. As they were loaded onto you know, his cart. Uh, apparently the top golfer. On the staff is offensive coordinator Barry Lunny, um, ex-quarterback, so it makes a lot of sense. Right. Seems to do well. Anyway, this is, I don't know if you knew this, this is inside a line at basketball. See, I did know that, but so, and it always seems like it's you that gets us down these football rabbit holes where I'm talking about Barry Lunny's golf game. Anything happen out there? Any news? Uh, yeah, no real bombshells. No quarterback from, announcement? No. And, and that won't be decided until camp which uh you know starts uh, this week saturday i understand is that yeah i believe so this okay. weekend that's crazy uh illinois football uh around the bend a lot of uh, football talk in your sunday news gazette um not quite sure how they're gonna play out but the cleveland.com bowl or uh, the poll of which we participate in bob osmussen is one of the pollsters panelists Came out this morning, Illinois sixth in Big Ten West. Yeah, just ahead of Northwestern, mm. um, but apparently, you know, received 
at least one vote at number two in the West. Don't know if that was Bob. Okay. I don't. I. I, I would doubt it would be. Because Bob, although ever the optimist, is also a realist. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least it wasn't last. Now I will vote in the. It's kind of a combo: Columbus Dispatch slash the Athletic uh, for the basketball poll. Yep. I think in October, and uh, be interesting where Illinois winds up there. Uh, well, first. Probably won't. <laughs> probably won't, did you say? Probably won't be first. Um, I mean, I don't even have them first. I mean, I've been doing Big Ten power rankings throughout the offseason, and I don't think I ever had Illinois first. Certainly will be in, like, the top four. Like, if they're lower than fourth, then I question what anyone is thinking. All right. Uh, good to get back to basketball. Uh, uh, summer winding down. The AAU season. Is it over? Or you got one more week? Uh, it's complete. You know, it the is. last events okay. were on Sunday. Peach Jam wrapped up. Um, but now the recruiting calendar goes into a quiet period for this last week of July. Um, so there can be in on-campus you know, in-person interaction. And so schools can host visitors, but that's it. And then the calendar resets for the next year um, on August 1st. And then mostly, at least at the beginning, mostly quiet periods with the occasional dead period where there can be no recruiting interaction at all. All right. Peach Jam turned out all right. Give me the highlights. I mean, I think if from the lens of covering Illinois basketball, the the main highlight was Amani Hansberry. Six um, eight forward plays uh, high school ball at Mount St Joseph in Maryland, um, in the Baltimore area, and was arguably one of the top players at Peach <laughs> at Peach Jam, and you know averaged a double double. I think somewhere at least in pool play, he was at like eighteen points, eleven rebounds per game. You know, a few assists as well per game because he is, you know, a good passer, you know, as a as a big. But just he caught a lot of eyes and had a lot of attention on him in North Augusta, South Carolina, where Peach Jam is held. And, you know, picked up a couple new offers, you know, one from Oregon, one from West Virginia, um, because he had kind of been in a place where he think he'd made four of his five official visits and his recruitment was sort of trending towards uh you know the end and you know he had, I think I'd read where he had sort of loosely set like an early September date as you know when he was going to commit but you know he got those two new offers from high you know good high major programs drummed up a ton of interest you know just the way he sort of dominated peach jam yeah at times so be curious to see what that means for his recruitment and what it means for Illinois you know, as being arguably one of the leaders in that before all this happened. And, you know, coaching staff made, you know, him a priority, you know, this last you know, half week at Peach Jam. Um, ran at least two, if not three deep on coaches, you know, for every game he played that they could be at at least. And we'll see kind of where that trends. But um, the whole 2023 recruiting thing is it's interesting for Illinois because in th- in theory, not going to have a lot of scholarships available. There's one currently open. Matthew Myers will come open. And tech, technically, that's it. I mean, Terrence Shannon Jr. might go to the NBA. I think I mentioned this as well. Yeah, Coleman Hawkins, if he has the season that some think he might, 
He's being projected as a second-round pick right now. So that would open up more, but I think Illinois can be choosier, at least right now, in terms of Class of 2023 recruiting. And with all of the young guards they added this year, plus Zachary Perrine, um, wouldn't be surprised if they maybe added a high school player Hmm. and then filled out the roster in the transfer portal. And that's, that's the great unknown in July heading into you know, next season is like, don't know who's going to leave your program in 10 months. Don't know who's going to leave other programs and be available that you really like. But just the way the roster sets up now, like I think that that's a reasonable path where one, maybe two high school guys and then transfers to fill because that's just the way it's done now. Who is the portal editor? Is it still uh, Tyler Underwood? Yeah, that's like the one of his main okay. job, you know, descriptions is check the portal every morning when you wake up and constantly throughout the day. I mean, that's it's obviously slowed down now because we're at you right. know, if you haven't found a home for your next basketball season at this point, um, odds are you're in the portal to stay, and uh, that's the downside of this because there were like almost eighteen hundred basketball players in the portal. Not all of them are going to play next year somewhere, and that's unfortunate. You know, they thought the grass was greener, and then it turns out there was no grass at all on the other side. But, yeah, so they have that open scholarship now. So as soon as the season starts, there's going to be guys probably enter the portal. And, uh, yeah, Tyler Underwood will be the, the point man there, kind of filtering out the ones that don't make any sense, you know, at Illinois or in the Big Ten, and then, you know, starting to compile information on guys that they might target. All right, good morning, Illini Nation, 6 a.m. every day. How many years in a row have you done this, Scott Ritchie? Like three, four? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's great. It's been a while. Well, uh, was it today's is one of my favorites when you start speculating about starting lineups. Yeah, it was just a thought that ran through my head. It was like, there could be lots of different options for Brad Underwood, so I, you know sort of highlighted a few. Coach texted uh, me this morning saying, uh, A... Um, Richie's wrong a lot. Yep, all the time. And B, no, it's just A. Oh, <laughs> no B. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I appreciate Well, I mean, when it comes to starting lineups, like, that's going to be, you know, Brett Underwood's de facto response is, like, who cares? Right. But, you know, who cares? Like, everyone else. I do. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Even though we, uh, you had some weird ones uh, in there. Well, it's just, it's an option. Yeah. And... Now, of the, I mean, probably one of the weirder ones was the, the big lineup. That's where I had Ty Rogers at the point guard. And will that happen all the time? No. Won't even probably happen that much because he'll be on the court with other guards that you know would probably be the de facto point guard. But as I mentioned, and you should read it every morning, 6 a.m. at com. today it was like, You'll see Ty Rogers as like a point forward at times, often when he you know rips a rebound and then pushes it himself because that's in his skill set. Um, but they need more ball handlers beyond Sky Clark. You know, Jaden Epps is not really a point guard, but he'll probably play a little bit of point guard. Same kind of thing with Sincere Harris. All these guys, I was mentioning all freshmen because that's where we're at. But if you look at the NBA – there was like kind of the era of the point guard for a while 
Yeah, Darren Williams, you know, Chris Paul, who's still around. Um, lots of guys, like, if you didn't have, like, a legit point guard, you were sunk. Now teams are operating without point guards, or their point guard is Luka Doncic, who's, like, 6'8". Um, you look at the Boston Celtics in the playoffs, like, Jason Tatum initiated the offense because he was the best player and they wanted the ball in his hands. College basketball is always kind of next in that evolution. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Ty Rogers like, runs the, the point a little bit, um, if Terrence Shannon might have the ball in his hands some, or R.J. Melendez, like, get put the ball in the hands of your wings who might, are, in theory, your, your playmakers and see what happens. But Brad Underwood has put together a more – NBA-ish kind of roster. I mean, no Kofi Coburn, so there's who doesn't really exist in the NBA. You know, at least there's a handful of guys like him, but it's more big guards, big wings, and just get after it. And I like that. All right, check it out, IlliniHQ.com. Interesting stuff. Add some uh, other recruiting uh, tidbits earlier uh, about the Peach Jam and such. Uh, fill me in, Scotty, with uh, who we should be paying attention to. Well, I thought it was interesting that so last Wednesday was the first day that coaches could uh, be at Peach Jam or any you know AAU grassroots event you know, last week in the final evaluation period. And one of the first games of the day, Wednesday, was uh, for the Mean Street 16U team, Rez Johnson, James Brown, Ojas Indersidus, Carlos Harris, and all four Illinois coaches were there for that game. And I wrote about that. Um, Good morning, Illinois Nation. It was a statement of intent. It's like they already have a commitment from Rez Johnson, and they're pushing really hard to you know, bring his St. Rita teammates with him in that class. You know, James Brown and Otis Indersidus. You know, Carlos Harris is the point guard at Whitney Young, but you know, he's on that really good Mean Streets team. Has an Illinois offer. Like, if they could get the three St. Rita guys... They would do it, and they've pushed for that for over a year now. I mean, they've been kind of all in on this 2024 in-state group for a while, and there's good players. They're all like all three are top 50 guys. Who's the push, the main pusher making this happen? Well, for that group, it's Tim Anderson. Okay, because I mean, obviously, he was the program director at Mean Streets for a while, and has a really good, obviously, a really good relationship with Ty Streets. Who who runs it, and that he played a huge role in getting that early commitment from Marez Johnson, plus Ty Rogers, plus Terrence Shannon, plus Sky Clark. Like he's probably in a year been the top recruiter for Illinois. Um, but you know, the James Brown pursuit is going to be tricky because he you know, just this past week picked up a Duke offer, but he's been getting just kind of a slew of high major, like high high major offers over the last month or so he's always been the highest ranked of that group although Merez and and Notice are starting to climb um, so that'll probably be the toughest piece but I've he's played with Merez for St. Rita played with Merez for Mean Streets they like playing together so that's a an obvious sell and then you know Notice is he's on his rise started a little later um, probably has, certainly has been helped by playing with Mean Streets and you know help himself even more yeah, since he you know, transferred from Lamont to St. Rita for this coming school year. Um, but they're pushing for him as well. I mean, it's a he's an interesting piece, a you know, 6'4 guard, 
Uh, can shoot it pretty well, but attacks the rim. Like he's he's got some bounce. Um, he could wind up getting some experience that you know, his teammates won't, because you know he got at least he at least got a call up to the Lithuanian U seventeen team. Um, so he had a chance to you know compete in the training camp you know, with them. I mean, if he gets selected for that roster, I mean that's huge. That's you know, international basketball. I mean it's different. It's it's just. You know, basketball is a global game, but there's unique s- schemes and styles, I think, you know, for every country. And the more high-level basketball you can play, the better, and he might get a chance to, to play that. So those three guys, like, the coaches are all in. They already got one, and th- they really want the other two. Tim Anderson's um, rise uh, kind of surprises me a little bit. Did you expect him to to deliver like he has as much and so quickly? Probably no to both of those. I mean, it's just he had the obvious Chicago connections, but then at every turn, like Brett Underwood and then Tim himself, you know, downplayed that as like the reason that he was on staff. Like, because, you know, he has connections all over the place because, you know, he trained a bunch of NBA guys in Chicago that weren't just Chicago. I mean, there's Derek Rose, Anthony Davis, like, you know, obviously Chicago guys, but his connections go further than that. But yeah, I don't. Didn't realize it or think or expect that, I mean, he'd play such a crucial role in this 2022 class that Terrence Shannon would, I mean, who would have thought that Terrence Shannon would have transferred? But when he did, it was like there's an obvious Tim Anderson connection because at one point Terrence Shannon committed to to Paul when Tim Anderson was the assistant there. Um if we're going to be honest, <laughs> Scott Clark committed to DePaul when he was in eighth grade and Tim Anderson was an assistant there. So that he has these relationships, and it just they all sort of worked out in the same calendar year that you know, Illinois needed some guys, and he had the connection to guys that are pretty good. All right. Uh, one last Tim Anderson question. If he continues down this path, where does he rank among some of the – higher profile Illinois assistants and the reputations they gain through recruiting. Jimmy Collins. I'll say, I mean, Jimmy's got to be at the top, right? Okay. I don't know how, I mean, don't know how he couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, for what Tim Anderson did in a year's time, like literally a calendar year, because like he was added to the staff at about this time, last, like right after Peach Jam last year. Um, he's climbing. If he, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if any assistant can keep up this kind of pace but he's already kind of I mean he's made a mark now of course he's recruiting you know the guys that he's you know, helped land haven't played yet so that plays a role because the guys Jimmy Collins got were the fly in the line I essentially like they they did something on the basketball court for Illinois so we'll see what Scott Clark Ty Rogers can do Terrence Billy Shannon. Billy Gillespie I'm trying to think of some of the other uh Noteworthy, Rob Judson, and the Peoria connections. Yeah, uh, the two cats that went to Kentucky. I mean, gotta their time was short, and I mean, but Chin Coleman was instrumental in getting Io to Illinois, and Orlando Antigua was instrumental in getting Kofi to Illinois. So that the two guys that essentially gave new life to the program that had. Because Illinois basketball had slipped 
It was irrelevant. And now it's not. And those two players are the reason, and those two assistant coaches played a key role in getting them here. All right, another golf item for you, uh, Richie. Nice of you to wear your knickers today, along with your eye black. Kind of a neat combination. Yeah, and it's not just like one finger swipe of eye black. I go for the right. full, like. It's a different golf look, I'll give you that. Um, the Lou Henson Illini Rebounders uh, 21st annual outing is coming up. Maybe you can golf in that one, Scotty. August 16th, also at Atkins. Someone invites me, sure. And this is my maybe request that someone invite me to come play. There you go. Anyway, we'll have some information in the, uh, in the News Gazette this week about how you can play, how you can sign up, how you can sponsor. Uh, I'd like any tournament with the Lou Henson name on it. Brad sure. Underwood is not changing that name, I would think. Well, in the football outing, I don't think it ever had a coach's name attached right. to it. Not the Beckman. Certainly was invitational. Not. Certainly was not. Okay, um, just checking. But yeah, but no, you can't take Lou's name off of it and put your own on it. Okay. Maybe if Brad Underwood wins a national title, that would uh, maybe. But even then, I don't think you can do it because Lou was beloved. Summer workouts about finished. Is that right on campus? Yeah, next week should wrap up middle of the week. Um, and then there's uh, obviously like two and a half-ish weeks before you know they get some time away. And then they have to come back because the school, the school year starts. And then, again, once you know when the academic year starts, coaching staff gives them a little time just to get settled in. But then, you know, it's back to you know, they've got eight hours a week to work with them until you know official practices start, you know, at the towards the end of September, and then it's back to the twenty-hour-a-week schedule, and it's full go to the basketball season. Can't wait. Uh, any news um, from the workouts that we didn't talk about last week, uh, Scotty? Any good rumors, juicy gossip? Someone dunking on somebody else. <laughs> Things like that. Well, I mean, the Illinois basketball Twitter did share share the video um, of R.J. Melendez flying in from somewhere. He was off screen when the video started, and then you know dunking you know in traffic. So you get excited for that, but no, it's just um, I, mean, I think the big question right now is like, is the point guard spot because you know Sky Clark isn't quite there yet from you know a health standpoint with you know his. Full recovery you know, with his from his knee injury that again was about a year ago at this time, um, but moving in the right direction and you know this work with you know Adam Fletcher starting back in May like getting here even earlier than than typical for a freshman was important for him. He's, he's on the path to you know, being ready to go. I mean, season starts with I guess the first week of November. All right, you took me through the Big Ten football over the weekend in the News Gazette. I'm more interested in basketball, of course. Has anything happened uh, in the last couple of weeks that has maybe either led to a team climbing your power pole or dropping in it? Not really, because things, I mean, sort of settled in where you know, teams were having their summer workouts, and it was like, it'd be best if we had, like, our guys. So, you know, I think the last transfer in – to the conference was at Purdue, uh, David Jenkins Jr., guard from Utah. Uh, but even that was like a month ago. And I don't know that it changed. 
he's not he's a good addition, but I don't think it changed Purdue's situation because he's not a point guard, and college basketball you still need someone to initiate the offense. All right. So you still have Illinois one in your power pole. Is that where I'm? I'm trying to uh, jog I, my memory. I think your memory is a little wonky. Okay, Indiana. Uh, did you have? I had one? Indiana one. Okay, that's safe. But you keep telling me they they're still Indiana. They still got the pieces that couldn't do it last year. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's the thing. It's like so. Why they were uh, because I know what they are. Like I don't know what any of the rest of the the other thirteen Big Ten teams. I don't know what they are. No one does. The coach, like the coaching staffs at those schools, have a better idea. But even then, they don't know exactly what they've got yet. Everyone knows what Indiana is, and like there's too much talent there for them to be as bad as they were. And they weren't bad; they were average last year. Shouldn't be average though. And they have two five stars coming in that I think will be pretty good. All right, can't wait for the that game. Some schedule news. Was it last week when the, I guess the UCLA tip time was announced uh, for Vegas? That's a, a wonderful time uh, if you're traveling west. Uh, late night game against the Bruins. Yeah. Not as maybe wonderful for the one last beat writer on the beat that actually has a deadline, and that's mm-hmm. me. Well, that's uh, you got to kind of toughen up a little bit. Well, I've never missed one. Okay. I'm just not thrilled about a game starting at 8.30 p.m. Central. But it should be a great you know, event in Vegas. You know, Get UCLA first and then one of Baylor and Virginia. Hopefully it's Baylor because I just don't like watching Virginia that right. much. Right. Um, and that would be an interesting game because Illinois has two former Baylor guys on the roster. Uh, so I think that was the only news is like that – both became official, and they set some some times for it. That'd be a great uh, opportunity for Illinois fans to show uh, uh, what they have again, because as you know, they travel. Uh, well, they go bonkers. If you l- look to buy tickets for the Continental Tire main event, new sponsor this year, or old sponsor, kind of old and new at the same time. Uh, the there's specific sections for each of the four okay. schools. The Illinois section is basically already sold out. And the other three, yeah. there's tickets available. But then there's also more general tickets for if you can't find a, a spot in the Illinois section, there's you're not out of luck. There's It's like a legitimate arena. There's lots of seats. But Illinois fans, as, essentially as soon as tickets went on sale, and Illinois had been announced for this before that, like a huge chunk got gobbled up then. Are you privy to any uh, future tournaments where Illinois might be headed? Uh, are they due for if the Is the Maui thing still in Maui, or has it returned to the island yet? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be back in Maui this okay. year. But don't take, I mean, that could all change again. Or was it in Maui last year? I don't even remember. I thought it was like in North Carolina. It, it was in Asheville for like the COVID year. Okay. Last year it might have been in Vegas. It was in Vegas, in fact. Okay. I think it's supposed to be in Maui this year, but, again, that could change at the drop of a hat. Um, Illinois played in 2018 in the Maui Invitational, so in theory would be eligible for 2024 because it's usually about a six-year cap. Um, 2023 field has been announced. They're not in it, but 
could be 2024. They're going to play in a, as long as they stay good, they're going to play in like a, a good feast week multi-team event every year. I love it. That's the uh, no best week. It's one of the best weeks of the year. Yeah. It's a great week, and I, I commend Illinois for scheduling aggressively. Uh, there were, again, a, a long stretch, it seemed, where these non-conference seasons were just dreadful. Yeah. This one, it's there's some highlights. I mean, you got Vegas, you got Jimmy V Classic you know, against Texas and New York. There's like a two-and-a-half-week stretch where Illinois is going to play a lot of good basketball teams, including you know two Big Ten opponents, I think, so. I saying like the whole season will be defined by this stretch between like mid November and mid December, but it's an important one. Can't wait. No offense to football, but I can't wait. Sure. All football right. football, you know, it's coming. But uh yeah. it will be basketball season soon. That's, That's okay. All right. Anything else, uh, Scott Ritchie, before I let you go uh for the week? I think we've hit on all the important topics. All right. Ty Pence, Saint Joe Star. Uh, maybe he'll commit here pretty soon. Um uh, had the Illinois offer, doesn't sound like maybe that's the direction that we'll go. Probably not at okay. this point. All right. Uh, then August 6th, of course, the Central Centennial Alumni Game, which will feature a, f- a couple former Illini uh, here in town. I know Revante Re- Rice is playing. Okay. Uh, gonna one get... of the Finkies is playing. Okay. Michael. That's two that I know of. Trent Meacham's in town. I don't know if he's on that roster. He, he might should. Be, he should. He should. But uh, we'll have plenty of coverage of that. Should be an interesting game as well. Scott Ritchie, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you. Now get back on to number four. I think they're calling you. Uh, I pushed back my tea time. Did you? So okay. I can, so I can come do the podcast. Great. Thanks, Scott. We'll talk to you next week.